All right, welcome into the Over Under 985 podcast. It is our uh, first live stream. And for this special event today, this is for the NFL Draft Show, Dan. Uh, something to actually bet on, finally. I'm, I'm ready, man. I have uh, <laughs> I have probably a little bit too much money on this thing. I'm ready, though. I am. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I have been uh, waiting for this for what feels like now two weeks. We actually have something real to bet on. So, man, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. So, again, a lot of the talk here is is going to be gambling-related. We, we did a show over the weekend, and it's easy to get off on tangents about what team will draft what and what the need is or whatever. This is strictly about our, where a guy's going to go. Are there over or under this many quarterbacks drafted in the first round, this many wide receivers, or this many people um, – in general, like when it comes to like from a certain school. So that's what we're going to do at this point. You can chat in. So chat in if you have any questions about a player or a certain team or anything like that here. Yeah, um, any draft questions. So it looks like it's announced today, Dan, that uh, Joe Burrow has been announced as the number one pick. So no surprise there when it comes to Joe Burrow being number one. Yeah. Um, do you think there's still any question marks about Washington, what they do at number two? I mean, we've heard that they, you know, they're taking and fielding calls, but I think that that's more just to generate interest in the draft at the top of the draft. You know, what's going to happen, I think, is you're going to see not a, you know, I think you're going to see some people may not be as interested in the borough and the young pick early on. I am because I want to see, you know, just how much of a shit show this whole thing is. But in general, I don't know if people are going to be dying to see that. So I think they're trying to generate a little interest early on. I think the Skins will ultimately take Chase Young. I don't think, you know, outside of some catastrophic offer from, you know, someone, I, I don't see any other way. And unfortunately, there's there's no value on Young or Burrow at this point. I mean, I think Young is pretty much, you know, minus 1,000 to 1,500 everywhere. Burrow is, you know, minus 8,000 to minus 100,000, you know, at different places. So there's there's no more value on those guys. They pretty much just locked in one, two at the top of the draft. All right. And there's a lot of uh, betting odds out there. I know DraftKings has something here that we can go over in a bit. We can have some fun with that. Um, sports Illustrated just a couple hours ago came up with a, a sports draft, uh, NFL draft prop betting guide as well. Um, just to throw this out here, Dan, as a discussion point, and then we'll kind of get to the to the nitty gritty about the betting. I, I've really been thinking about this lately. Um, you know, next year I, there could be a possibility that college football doesn't happen in fall. Um, yep. and I'm and I'm curious if certain teams might make a reach this year because of the uncertainties next year. And where where I go with that is quarterback right off the bat, right? Like, yeah. if a team has a guy they like, but a premium player is available, do they take the premium player because next year they might not have tape on a guy? Um, I guess, you know, the fact that the unknown for next season or, or there being a college football season, our teams maybe going to reach a little bit based off immediate need not knowing about next year. I mean, I, I, I've really been thinking about that lately. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think it's uh, I think it's legitimately possible that you see a team that wouldn't normally take a quarterback reach for one. And, you know, I, whether that team is, you know, the Dolphins who maybe want to take for, you know, Trevor Lawrence instead of going with, you know, more of an unknown to uh, 
or if that's a team like the Chargers who, you know, we've heard obviously about their their interest in Justin Herbert and two, obviously, or if that's maybe an unknown team that we haven't really heard much of. You know, I've heard the Jaguars kind of been associated, you know, uh, with a lot of talk about, you know, despite the fact that they have, you know, their guy, you know, is the stash really their long-term quarterback? And I, I don't know, you know, that's, that's, that's something that maybe, you know, maybe the Jaguars want to get some competition and kind of, you know, challenge Benchu a little bit. I, I don't know. So I think that there's a possibility that you see a team reach for a guy maybe, and maybe Jordan Love goes a little bit higher than we think. Because ultimately I think Jordan Love is a second round prospect, most drafts. And I think that he's a second round prospect in general. Um, but I just, I, maybe, maybe that's a team that we see kind of, you know, reach up a little bit. All right, Dan. Um, first, we, people can chat in, so feel free to chat in. Guys are saying what's up. Uh, we'll we'll do baseball stuff on another day. Uh, what's up, guys? So this people actually can see us. They have to usually uh, find us. Danny, Judy, or Lamb, first wide receiver off the board. What what are the odds on that? And just another thing too is, in my opinion, so on on the Joe Murray big draft board, right? The Joe have, Murray draft board, baby. Yeah, I, I have Jerry. I have Judy as number one. Yeah, um, I, I have CD Lamb two. I have Rugs three, and then I have um, the kid from Baylor, uh, Mims four. Yes. Okay, so those are my four. But a team might like Lamb better than Judy. So what are the current odds right now for the for the first uh, wide receiver off the board? Oh, I'm. I'm trying to pull them up right now because there's just so many damn odds on everything now uh, because obviously it is, a, you know, a day before the draft. Uh, so I'm trying to actually pull up the, the latest odds uh, for that. But what I can tell you is that, well, it, it opened up as, as Jerry Judy being the draft favorite to open up being the first uh, wide receiver selected. And as he should be because – Judy, at least to me, was the most dominant player in college. I know that Lamb had explosive games with Oklahoma. Obviously, him and Hurts had a special connection, and to me, it was impressive. But I do think that, you know, Judy, in my opinion, is the better of the two. I think we're going to see Lamb go first. I, I do. Now, the odds currently have Lamb, both teams, you know, depending on your book, I've seen Lamb become the favorite at most places at minus 130. There are still some minus 110s on both sides out there as well. So, you know, again, you always really want a line shop out there. I, I would say I'd probably, probably lean with Lamb to be the first wide receiver off the board. That doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it, but just from what we've heard, I would not be surprised if the Raiders end up taking Lamb at 11. He just feels like a guy who kind of goes there. And again, I know the Jets have been rumored to maybe take a wide receiver. I'm just not sure that they take one there. So I think that maybe you see Lamb come off the board in 11, and, and that's probably your best bet uh, at minus 110 or minus 130, whatever you have. Okay, so what I just saw here... Um, I see Judy, as you mentioned, um, was the favorite. Where do you see them going? Um, again, Judy Lamb Ruggs Higgins is on that. I don't think he'll be the first one by any means. Um, so again, it, to me, it's Judy or Lamb. Uh, the, the values on Lamb, and I'm curious what team would be interested in Judy first. So, oh, I think I think maybe you see a team like the Jets um, be interested in Judy first. I think that is that is a possibility. He kind of fits more of their mold for a wide receiver. I think that Lamb is 
more of a guy you'd see maybe a Niners team take a chance on or a Raiders team. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I know for a fact that we've heard some stuff about Judy having an injury in the past few days. You know what I mean? Uh, there's been some reports out there that Judy, that Judy had a, a torn meniscus, and that's a worry. That is the kind of stuff during lying season, as I call it, that makes me feel like teams are trying to get guys to fall a little bit. Oh, this team's worried about that? Oh, no. You know, what does that mean? So to me, that is, you know, a team trying to get Judy to fall a little bit to maybe where they're, you know, where their position is. That's what I believe those kind of stories are. So I think Lamb will ultimately be the first guy, but I think there's going to be a lot of desire for those top two wide receivers in, you know, starting around like 10, 11. Um, and that ball on the board. Okay, cool. And then uh, a couple of, I'll just kind of bang out some questions that people have uh, right off the bat. First, <laughs> first lineman off the board, Andrew Brown. So there was some good value there, plus 800. Uh, that value is kind of shot down. You probably find plus 400, maybe a 500 or 600. I think an eight to one or nine to one, maybe it's worth a small play. Ultimately, I, I think we obviously worf, see Worfs or Wills as one of the first uh, linemen off the board. It does feel like that the you know the Giants are really in love with a lineman there. I think we've obviously heard the rumors say that Miami, um, you know, and Lombardi believes that that is real from what he said, uh, so that Miami can kind of trade up there. And, uh, you know, I will say, Joe, we kind of talked about Miami trading up for the number three pick a couple of weeks ago, thinking maybe it was for Justin Herbert. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's for Wharfs and they're, you know, they think that they are, you know, maybe targeting Jordan Love later. I don't know. But I think that maybe Wills or Wharfs is probably the first lineman off the board. So I think it's I think it's Worf's as well, and I think the Giants take an offensive line, so uh, offensive lineman right away. That's what I look at, and we'll we'll go through all the lineup and everything like that. We'll just bang out some questions quickly. Yeah, definitely. Tua and Herbert both at five and a half. Do you have a play for either? So I know you have one on Tua. I'm starting to think under five and a half on Herbert. I don't know if I'd bet on it, but right now I'm. St- you know, we have a little bit of time here, but as of right this second, if you were like Joe, money on the line, I'm gonna go Herbert under five and a half. Gun to my head, I'd say Tua under five and a half is probably the better of the two bets. Um, I think that that is probably right now the better of the two bets, but ultimately, I think Miami likes Herbert more so. It's a question of whether you feel that Miami is going to take a quarterback or they're going to try and trade up for a lineman. I think there's a possibility that we see a team like Detroit trade back and maybe shock the world with a guy like Tua. I think that that is, you know, kind of a distinct possibility. Again, we've heard that people are saying, you know, the mock draft is more wrong than ever this year. I think that's a possibility. So uh, I, I do think that maybe Miami likes Herber and maybe, you know, Detroit's willing to move back and take the quarterback. I don't know. I just think that there's a possibility that it could be either one of those guys. I don't think that either one right now is a very safe bet. So if you can get some plus money on, you know, on, on both those guys in different places, uh, I think I definitely think it's worth it. I mean, I know I have Herbert at plus 300-ish, and two is probably at right minus 110, plus 110 range right now. I think it's probably worth it to maybe take a, take, take a gamble if you can find those. So just to go over that, it's Barrow, um, Young, and then Detroit's at three. So do you think they make the pick at three? And if they do, you think it's Tua? 
I think I think if they make the pick at three, it's probably going to be Okuda. I okay. just because I know a week ago you were kind of hesitant about that. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm, I've I've kind of started to buy back into the Okuda thing at three. I just don't think that will. I I don't think Detroit's going to end up making that pick. It makes too it makes too much sense for them to trade back, right? Because the way I look at it is, you know, if they if they really like Okuda. Right, they really want Okuda, you know. Unless you think the Giants are going to take Okuda, which again they very well may. They're a team that takes the best player available, but I don't see it. You know, they 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 drafted a corner high already, and they just signed you know Bradbury to a big contract. So I don't know if that's exactly the direction they want to go. And again, Gettleman drafts best player available. We we, we do know that, but I I don't know. I I think they, you know, if you're the Lions and you want Okuda, your best option is to trade down the five, right? Wouldn't that be the smartest option, especially if Miami wants to get up to three and maybe get ahead of the Giants for an offensive lineman? So if if I'm the Lions, that's the way I'm looking at least is, you know, maybe I can snag Okuda at five. Okay. Uh, Horace, the Freebirds, Ruggs first off the board, plus 260 right now. um, If you like Ruggs, the first wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't like Ruggs. I actually think that Ruggs is going to be the fourth wide receiver off the board, and maybe that's an unpopular opinion. It probably is. I think we're going to see a combination of Lamb or Judy at the top, and I think you'll see Justin Jefferson, Joe, who has gotten a lot of steam in draft circles, end up being the third guy. I, you know, I've heard that you know there's a few teams in the the low 20 range who are really interested in Jefferson and maybe you see a trade up there maybe someone like Denver ends up being interested in him I don't know I just feel like rugs might drop a little bit and Jefferson might rise a little bit so I don't even have Jefferson in the first round and that brings up the next bet of five and a half um wide receivers in the first round and I've kind of given my you know, my rankings on where I, where I think, uh, you know, where I think the wide receivers are, but you know what, what I, again, I have Judy lamb rugs, Mims, Jefferson, one, two, three, four, five. Then it, it comes down. So if it's five and a half, I don't think T Higgins is going first round. LaVisca Chenault's a first round talent, but I think he's going second round. I don't see, I, I, you could, but I don't see it. And then it's Michael Pittman, so, for me, I see four wide receivers, possibly five in the first round, not over five. Yeah, I, I see five as well. I think that, obviously, Lamb, Judy uh, will be, I, I think, probably top 20 picks, top 15 picks, most likely. Um, so, I, I think that those two will obviously be picked. I do I do disagree with you. I think Jefferson is higher in most circles, and we saw him at LSU. He was Burroughs' big target he was his go-to guy he was fantastic i think jefferson is going to be a first round pick i think rug's going to be a first round pick the question is after that i I think you get four guys who i think are definitely first round picks i think you'll see one other guy maybe two i think you're looking at you know uh, a difference between you know is it denzel mims who i think is definitely a, a first round talent but seems to be undervalued 
in these circles, Joe? Is it a Brandon Ayuk? Is it both of them? Um, I, I think that's possible. I, I agree with you. I think that LaVisca Chanel is a fantastic wide receiver. I think he's going to be amazing in the NFL. I know he's not going to go. T. Higgins have been dropping due to injury concerns. Um, I know that, you know, uh, Evan Lazar has touched on that if you follow him. Uh, Jalen Rager feels like the other guy in that mix too, Joe, but I, I don't see it. I just, I think we're going to end up having five guys at, you know, at wide receiver. I do. I think we're going to have, you know, Judy Jefferson, Lamb, uh, Rugs, and and one other guy, whether that's Mims or Rager or one other one of those guys. I think that that will be. I think we'll see five wide receivers in the first round. Very interesting there. Um, and again, people are sending in the chat, so um, this is kind of fun. Second quarterback off the board. We know Burrow. So who is it? Herbert? Is it Tua? And then the next question that is in here is. Are you buying the steam on Miami taking an offensive tackle at three? And would that put two or at over five and a half? So two questions there. Is Tua or Herbert yeah. the first quarterback off the board? And that might set up who's on the over-under on that side. So, uh, again, I, I think what we're going to have to see play out tomorrow is does Miami move up to that number three spot? Here's what I think. If Miami ends up at number three, I think Miami is going to take a tackle to get ahead of the Giants. I think we'll end up seeing whether it's Werfs, Wills, you know, one of those guys. I mean, I guess it could be Andrew Thomas, although I, I don't believe that that will be the end up, you know, the case. So then I think you see Tua maybe at five with the Lions, or I think you see Herbert at six with the Chargers. That's the way I would go. I would still say right now, I'd put Tua as the second quarterback off the board. At either five or six, I just, for whatever reason, I can't totally buy it yet. I do think one of the quarterbacks is going to slide uh, for sure, Joe. I do. I think one of one of two or Herbert will end up sliding a little bit, at least to six, maybe not seven, maybe seven or eight, uh, maybe a little bit further down. And the second question, um, and I'm sorry, what was the second question, Joe, if you can kind of go back to that? Oh, uh, you know, again, would it be – over or under five and a half, if that's the case. So, all right. So let's play it out. Let let yep. let's let's play it out here. Sure. Okay. So let's let's get let's pull up the draft order so we can all see it. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. So basically, if the fin's straight up, it's for an offensive tackle, and then the Giants are either taking their second guy on the, the second offensive tackle board or best player available. I okay. think that's. That's what we're going to end up seeing there. So, based off the, the quick discussion, Burrow, Chase Young, Akuda. I think that that would probably end up likely being the top three. Giants need a tackle or alignment. Do you assume alignment yes. is four? Okay, we're of somebody like that. Now we're, we're at Wills, yes. Now we're at Miami at five. Do they take an offensive lineman? Or do they go quarterback? Well, I think that it, there clearly is someone that they're targeting. Um, I think that that's very obvious. I think if the Giants take the guy that they are targeting. They could trade back I think, possibly. Yep. I think Miami will end up trading back potentially and one team will move up for a quarterback. You know, whether it's two or Herbert. Um, if they do not 
The only other option for Miami, I believe, would then be to take, you know, a Herbert or two, a one of those guys. And I did find interesting, Joe, that, you know, Miami is angling, at least in in reports, that Miami is angling to trade up to number three without giving up their fifth pick, which means that maybe there is a potential that they're looking to take a tackle quarterback combo there. Hmm. That, yeah, that bet over under five and a half Tua or Herbert, it's right on the line, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching that. Yeah, I feel like the the early steam on the over three and a half, four and a halfs on Tua are going to be good. I feel like five five and a half is is risky. I I don't think that it's going to be a smart play. Here's another one: the possibility of the first running back not being taken out until the second round. So there is a prop bet on that that I that I saw. Um, all right. So if there was a first round running back to go, uh, you you heard rumblings of Hilaire from LSU. I, I still think it's DeAndre Swift, Taylor, or Dobbins. I think it's I think it's Swift or Hilaire. I think uh, Hilaire is going to be drafted ahead of Dobbins and Taylor. Oh, is it in the first round? I think that you'll see one running back in the first round. I think you'll see one in the first round and then one, you know, in the first three picks of the second round, and then we'll see the running back spread out in the rest. I do think that Hilaire has been is underregarded in the media. Um, and I think that he might be I think he has a real chance to be drafted first round if people are concerned about Swift's injuries history. That's you know, that that's the possibility. Or if you're looking more for you know, more of a power guy than a, you know, a speed guy, I guess I would say. Again, you're, you're, you're asking for, you know, a, to a guess. I, I think it's, it's strict guess. I do think you see one running back taken. I think the Ravens could be tr- interesting here. Um, Dobbins is a big back that they would like. Taylor could be a workhorse forever. Swift is probably the more dynamic one. Of that, that's the only thing I look at as far as, um, you know, like the Chiefs could probably use a running back, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas City is a is a chance to be there with thirty two. Although, you know, they may want to trade back if the team is offering them enough to to kind of move up. So, I think you know you're looking at Kansas City. Um, maybe you know you're looking at Baltimore. Maybe if Tampa Bay trades back, you're looking there maybe Seattle. So I, I think after that, you're you're really stretching unless Miami at 26 wants to take, you know, a guy like Swift. You know, maybe I, I guess that would be another possibility. But if you're going tackle quarterback early or you're going tackle or quarterback early, you probably want to go defense later if you're Miami, if, there, if there's a defensive player on the board you like. All right. Ben June checking in. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, Delpit. Over under 32 and a half. Um, I he's my to me, I, I like him. He's a safety, but I think could play nickel corner in a pinch. Um, I think CJ Henderson goes ahead of him, obviously. But I like Delpit. I think he's the best safe. Him and McKinney probably the best safeties on the board. I just think Delpit's gonna go second round, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the other guy you have to throw in there, Joe is Antoine Winfield. And yeah, he's gotten he has gotten a lot of steam. A lot of steam um in betting, you know, betting right now. There's a lot of people thinking that Winfield's gonna go first round. 
I would be shocked if we saw three safeties in Delpit McKinney and Winfield all go first round. I think you'll see one. I think there's a good chance that McKinney goes first round because he is so versatile. He plays, he can play either safety position or he can play nickel slot corner. Um, you know, he could probably even play outside corner. He's a guy that I think the Patriots might have some interest in, you know, if he falls, you know, maybe to the 20 mid, you know, late twenties range, if the Patriots want to trade down a little bit. I think that's a possibility. I just, the safety is so undervalued. I think Delpit will end up being a second round pick. I think we'll see McKinney. And right now the steam is definitely saying Antoine Winfield as the two safeties in the first round, if we see two. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like Delpit a lot. Um, I think he's a nice. These projections are tough, man. They really are. Yep. Um, but that, that's why I kind of like the over under players in a round. Uh, will there be a running back? I, the more I look at it, I think one of these running backs may go because, like the Chiefs, for example, right? Them drafting a running back right away is a need. Where if they did trade it back, like you mentioned, that's just them being smart, you know trying to identify the guy that they like and move back and get another guy that they like later, you know, Um, you know, like green Bay, they don't need a running back. No, no, exactly. And Fran doesn't Tennessee. They really don't. But if they're trying to protect, I mean, they just signed dude to a a big deal. Baltimore I'd look at, but you know, they need to get better all around. Um, So I'm wanting, you know, they can get a running back anywhere. Seattle, they, I mean, they've already spent the first round pick. Yeah, but it feels like Seattle may end up dipping into that pool again. I think there's a possibility. I mean, they, they again, I think they'll probably go wide receiver. Ultimately, Seattle has traded out in the past six seasons of their slot of 27. Is it the likelihood is we'll see them trade out again? I just don't know. I, I think that maybe they would consider a running back, maybe probably not first round, maybe, you know, third round guy. You know, I'll, um, you know, a Stephen Ridley type to kind of go, you know, with your early pick. Over a half tight end plus 450. So is that for the first round? Yeah. I Cole Komet is the, you know, universally regarded top tight end on the board. And then there's Adam Trotman. So that's, not, just, a bad, that's not a bad bet. I just don't think it happens. Yeah, value-wise, it's pretty good. 450 is a little bit low. There was about a 6-to-1 or 7-to-1 out there earlier. I think it's a little bit uh, deflated now, the 450 number. Not a ton of value in it. I, I think I think you'll ultimately see Komet and, and Drobin go round two. I would say no, probably not. But if you want to take a small stab on it for fun, then yeah. Interesting. Uh, moving on here, uh, Jovan Kinlaw. Kinlaw has been a guy who's been mentioned between you know top ten and falling out of the first round. He's super talented, has some injury uh, injury issues, and I think the teams are going to sour on that. He is a guy ultimately think goes in the middle of the first round. He's a middle of the first round guy. Um, I know the over under on him has you know been ranging between sixteen and a half to seventeen and a half. I think that's right in his range. Um, I think you're better off looking for a guy like Shia Zone to be the rising lineman, Joe. Um, you know, if you want to take one of those guys instead of, you know, instead of Kinlaw, I think maybe Shia Zone would be the guy out of LSU to to be the riser, uh, you know, as they say. 
All right, here. Feel free to uh, send in your chats. This is uh, pretty good here. Thomas, I'm trying to figure out who. Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Over under 10 and a half picks. So Thomas uh, opened up around 13 or 14 and has steadily been declining. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, draft or draft betters liked the over on the 10 and a half. It was heavily juiced. Now we've gone the other way. Um, I was able to get it at 12 and a half. I think anywhere you can see Thomas go anywhere from nine to 13. Like really, I do think that is like kind of his sweet spot. I, I, or 14, sorry, not the 14 because the Bucks pick at 14. I think Thomas will go a little bit higher than we think. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes 10, honestly, like that, that feels like a really, really good landing spot with him with the Browns, like a, a team that, you know, it's already picked one Thomas in the past. Um, it was a really good offensive lineman there, Joe Thomas. I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of went back to the same offensive line well with another Thomas. But I I think the 10.5 is a really sharp number. It's probably spot on. I, I I would hesitate to take that at this point. How about under 5.5 trades in the first round? So everyone thinks that we're going to have no trades tomorrow. I think we're going to have a lot of trades. I think we're going to have – a whole slew of trades. I think we're going to have, I ultimately think the, the, the lions trade out of five. I think that's their best option um, on the board. So I think ultimately they end up trading out of five. I think we'll see a team trade up for a wide receiver, maybe two. And I think we're going to see a bunch of trades at the end of the first round, because there are going to be guys who, you know, want a player and that player gets picked in front of them. And then they have no idea what to do. So they're desperately trying to trade out. Now, most years, that's not a problem because they're able to see these guys, they're able to know them. But because of the fact that these teams are not able to see these players and get to know them so well, I feel like you're going to have some of these teams locked in on certain individual players. And if that player gets taken, you know, one or two picks before they were, you know, wanting to take someone, I think you're going to see teams desperately trying to trade out. So, yeah. I think it's very possible we see over five and a half trades. I do. I I'm, I'm personally on the over. I'm on, I'm personally I'm on the over. over plus the, the over is okay. So he has under plus 100. So maybe it's, it's right around to pick him there. Um, and I always like these ones under 15 and a half SEC players taken in the first round. So I need, I need to look at that. Um, we, we'll, we'll get back to that one. Um, Cause I know there's a ton of, uh, SEC players, dude. There's, there's, there's a lot of SEC players. Like, there's a lot. Again, you're you're banking on the end of the first round being Big Ten guys, essentially. You know, your, you know, your AJ Espenzas, your, you know, Austin Jacksons, your Caesar Ruizes. Your then, you know, you're hoping that it's not guys, you know, in the SEC. And I think that that's really tough to bank on. Ultimately, is the under probably the sharp play? Yes, uh, I think it is. But I just, you know, just saying. Awesome. Um, just moving on uh, quickly here. The last one is you can see this question here from uh, Brandon. Uh, when it comes to the Patriots, moving back and drafting a receiver. So I'm I'm torn on what they do at 23, Dan. So in a way... I think of all the years, if they trade back, this is the year to get a second round pick. And, you know, they have three third round picks. I I think that they should they should draft two to three receivers this year. Um, you know, if they if they want to do it late, that's fine. 
Harry's going to play. They they need to get, you know, I think um, the kid, uh, what's his name? Jacoby Myers is going to make an, he, he's probably not an impact guy, but he has a relationship with Stidham. So, you know, you need something else. You have Edelman, and then you're going to have to start cropping someone else. I think two receivers that can play. Like, remember when they got Dobson and they got Boyce? This is the kind of year where they need those two guys. Now, they both faded and it didn't work out. Right, but this, ultimately. But you know what I mean? This is the kind of year now where they need that kind of those kind of receivers to get into the offense. So I think they draft two receivers. Second round, maybe. But those third round picks, they're drafting at least. I think they're going to get a quarterback and a receiver in the third round. I think you'll see the Patriots pick up a quarterback at some point during the draft, whether it's from, whether it's through a trade. You know, uh, I think ultimately they'll they'll get a quarterback. Um, you know, whoever it is, you know, it's hard to predict with the Patriots who they like a QB. I know that you know outside of like Jeff Howe nailing. Uh, instead of last year, because Jeff Howe is just unbelievably good at his job. You know, very, there's very little that people know about the Patriots quarterback boards, uh, to be honest with you. I I think the Patriots moving back for a wide receiver feels possible. I, I would not – I mean, the Patriots have a ton of picks, so this feels like the draft where they move back early pick up some more picks and then start trying to move up in later rounds to make sure they get their targets later on. Mm. And I think that, that was kind of one of the reasons they wanted that Gronk trade to go through. So they have, you know, more ammunition to move up and get some guys. It would not shock me if we saw a wide receiver and tight end in the second round by the Patriots. Maybe they move up in the second round and then trade back in the second round. But at the same time, the defense is aging. You know, they have a lot of needs at linebacker right now. The defensive line still has some issues. We definitely have some issues at safety. I mean, you know, I I, I like Devin McCourty, but he's, you know, getting up there in age. Chung, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, Chung as well. I, I do think, you know, so they do need to start, you know, taking, you know, s- s- some defensive talent as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, Belichick likes his second-round safety. I'll say this. If they do draft somebody in that first round, whether it's 23 or in the first round, they're gonna plug and play. That so like you know, AJ Epinesa. That that's the guy for me, man. I I thought he was the best defensive lineman I watched in football last year. And you know that defense from Iowa. I know they struggled at times offensively, but I just think he'd fit perfectly with the Patriots. But then they don't have a pick for a while, so I don't know if they can afford to watch people come off the board. And you just got a defensive guy. Um, you know, and the other thing is too is Murray from Oklahoma. That's a plug-and-play linebacker right away. I don't like Queen. I don't know what it is about Queen. Um, I'm not a big Patrick Queen guy, to be honest with you, either. And I'm weird about LSU linebackers in general, just the thing with me. But Queen, man, I watched him. I bring up that Texas game, man. Uh, Texas-Oklahoma, like, there was a couple of times where Hertz had some turnovers. He made some big plays. He runs downhill. But I just think that's a guy that they could put in the middle and play a little outside and run oh, downhill. You- you mean Murray? Yeah, Murray. Who did I say? Yeah, you said Queen. But yeah, uh, no, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I like Kenneth Murray way more than I like Patrick Queen um, in terms of a fit. Again, you know, I'm not Bill. I'm not going to try and sit here and tell you I've watched all their tape because I haven't. But from what, again, I, I agree with you, Joe. From what I've seen in college football, 
Murray is a guy who fits so well with the Patriots, and I would love him. You, Murray also Murray feels like a guy who's going to be in like New England or like Baltimore. You know what I mean? He feels like one of those guys who just like goes to a, a great team with great linebackers and becomes a staple there for a long time. So that is a, a little bit of a concern of mine. Yeah, and again, the, the other thing with me is like they pick a twenty-three. They got nothing until the third round with three picks. There's still talent on the board. If they traded back a little bit, I wouldn't be upset. Um, I just think that that's probably the most likely opportunity, right? You trade back, try and get you know a later first and a pick. Trade back, try and get a second. You know that that's the that's the Belichick style. It's, you know, keep trading back, and they're at twenty three. They're not at twenty seven this year, so he might have an opportunity to really trade back twice in the first round. So is there a prop bet for which kicker the Pats will draft? So it's not about the, the Pats. It's about will a kicker or who will be the first kicker drafted. Blankenship is a huge favorite, dude. But uh, I, see, I see value in the other guys, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, this is just Was it guessing. Taylor Walls or what's his name? Um, kid from uh, Georgia State there. Honestly, I can't remember the kicker's I, names. I have so. it. I'll, I'll find it. All right. right. Well, let, me, let me see if I can find the kicker's odds. They had them up today, uh, the kickers and the punters' odds, so I'll see if I can find those for you. And, um, and listen, I don't think a kicker or a punter are good. Right, so yeah, it's for a while. So Tyler Bass is the guy that I like. He's from Georgia State. Rodrigo Blankenship, first kicker taken, is minus 400. Now, he was the best kicker in college football last year. He was. Um. You know, Matt Amendola, remember him from Oklahoma State? Like, yeah, he, had a, he had a really good year. Tyler Basto is the kid I'm looking at. I see value in him at 425. I've, I've heard that he could be picked in the sixth round. Um, I know Blankenship's the easy. Yep, best kicker. He's going first. Um, there there are guys here. Like, they there's about nine kickers that are legit. I only think one or two gets drafted, though. And listen, I'm not going to pretend to know enough about yeah. kickers. Kickers, let's I'm do not, it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend enough to know enough about it. Um, I don't have anything on the kickers or any of the value there. So, unfortunately, that's going to be a pass from me. <laughs> just, I, how, I just don't how know. About, how about this one, Dan? We all know about Jalen Hurts, right? Played at Alabama, played at Oklahoma last year. Uh, won a couple of national championships. He's always been in the Heisman running run over the last couple of years. So you can actually bet on what round you think Jalen Hurts will go in. The first round, he's plus 600. Second round, he's minus 125. Third, plus 155. Dude, for 125 juice, you know how I like to bet. I'd pay that 25 bucks to, to, to win that bet. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see four quarterbacks go in the first round easily, right? We're going to see Burrow. We're going to see Tua. We're going to see Herbert. And Jordan Love probably is, finds a spot. I don't know exactly where that spot is, if it's at 18, 19, 20, 27, wherever. I, I don't know. But I think ultimately we see that. The teams are going to move up early in the first or late in the first for another quarterback. I think that that is really possible. We see five, right? Because what happens is teams like Baltimore, we saw with Lamar Jackson, you said they had a second round grade on Jackson, but they wanted that extra year of control. So what if a team has a second round, you know, a second round value in a guy like, you know, I don't know, a Fromm 
or Jalen Hurts, and they want to take that extra year of control, they move up a little bit to get that one extra year of control just in case that guy happens to be, you know, the guy. I don't think that that is something that we can discount. It's happened in multiple other drafts. It would not shock me if it happened in this one. What ends up happening is after the first round, though, you see a break from quarterbacks because there's no longer in taking a quarterback value and taking quarterback early because they no longer have that extra year attached to them. So I, I don't know. Hurts to me feels like a guy who can go in the first round or go in the fourth round. It's just I, I don't really know where teams are going to value him. He's a real unknown commodity in terms of where NFL people value him, at least in my opinion, because I don't know if they see – you know, the guy who was fantastic at Alabama at times and terrible at other times, or they see the guy who was, you know, unbelievable at Oklahoma last year, but maybe a bit of a turnover machine. Okay. I'll come up with more props in a bit. I know you got some as well. More Titans to take a cornerback first at plus 300. The position will be slim, I think, after the first round, right? Um, I think Gladney is probably the last guy who sneaks in there from TCU. Okay. Yeah. So, is there value there? A plus three hundred? Yes. Um, I don't really know where they're gonna. I don't know. Listen, I, betting on a team to take a certain position is just normally not a good bet. It's not unless you really, really, really love, um, or you really, really think in your heart of hearts that a team is going to take that. It's not a good bet. I'll give you a perfect example. The Browns were you know, minus 450 to take an offensive lineman. The Niners are like minus, you know, 350 to take a wide receiver. I go the opposite because I think if you hit one of those, you know, you're you're going to come out, you know, profitable. And you hit two of those, you're going to come out really profitable. So I look at the other way and say, give me the field at some really good plus money because ultimately I don't, I don't know where teams are going to go, you know, with their, with their first round picks. Like, I think, you know, teams are stupid. We've seen that, Joe. So teams don't always necessarily draft for need in the first round of a draft. Some of these teams, like the Giants, draft best player available. Just That's how they do it. That's right. Uh, here's another one. Our buddy checking in. Should I hedge out of Jordan Love over 16 and a half for the under 21 and a half? Where does Jordan Love land, uh, land in this draft? Yeah, man, I, I like the over 15 and a half, but you, you start hearing some things like the Jaguars may have interested in him at nine and that the Dolphins may have interested him at 18. I don't know what to believe, and I'm not going to start trying to pretend and, you know, and, and try and sort through what's true and what's not because I, I don't know. But what I do know is that if you have a range between 16 and a half, and I personally I think I have 15 and a half and 21 and a half, and as long as it's not, you know, Minus 140 on both sides, and you're only paying about 10 cents of juice. It's usually a decent bet. That that feels like a good range for love, right? Between the, the 17th pick and you know the, the 22nd pick or whatever it is that feels like a pretty decent range for love. You have some teams who might be able to trade up into the early 20s and some teams like the you know the Dolphins at 18, like the Raiders at 19 like the Jags at 20, who might want a quarterback, um, you know, in that range. So I think it's possible that, you know, that is a, a good range. So if you want to go for a middle shot, I think that's probably a really good middle to go for. Okay, moving on here. And I, I dude, I feel like someone's going to trade up like the Saints and get Jordan Love. 
Um, so I still like under 16 and a half. I'd be more comfortable at 21 and a half. You mean over 16 and a half? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, no, no. I, uh, well, actually, he's got the bet at 21. Yeah, I'd go under 21 and a half on that one. Go Me, I would. Yeah. Uh, the Pats to take a defensive player with their first pick. Uh, sorry, it's minus 110. What do you think, Dan? Defense first for the Patriots? I know, uh, we, I know I, we mentioned a bunch of guys. I just don't think that this is um, – I think the Patriots are going so many different directions, and I don't think we necessarily have a good read on it. I know I personally don't. I'm not going to try and, and, and play that. I think you're – the, the, the line says it all, minus 110. It's a coin flip, really, and they're making you pay some juice. I don't see as any good value there, um, at least in my opinion. Now, history tells us, Joe, history tells us that in the draft like this, the Patriots take defense first. We saw it a couple of years ago with uh, Dante Hightower and Chandler Jones. In a draft like this, usually you go defense first, but I'm not going to try and pretend like that's the case here. I really don't know. So I'm going to say you're better off finding something else. Okay, so there's no re- no reason to uh, bet on the Patriots, according to uh, to Dan Livshatz, uh on that bet. Uh, what was the news today about the Giants taking O line and the Dolphins trading up? So one thing we didn't mention is Joe Tooney is still out there for the Patriots. You know, I saw a proposed trade today with um, was it the Dolphins, where the Dolphins get pick twenty three, and the Patriots move back to twenty six, but get a second and a third round pick. You know, I would do that trade. And the reason why I would is for the simple fact that you free up that salary cap space and you get your second round pick to move back, what, three picks? Do it all day, dude. Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea. Um, but if you can if you can make that type of deal, I mean, I, I, I like it. I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to bash that type of deal. Look, I think Tooney probably brings you, because of his price tag, a second or third round pick. Ultimately not a first rounder. So, you know, unless you're packaging 23 and Tooney to get up to, I don't know, five, which I don't think that that satisfies the Dolphins' requirements to get up there, I feel like you're you're asking – I just don't see a viable trade. Unless, Joe, you think that it's a good trade to trade 23 – and Tooney to 18. I don't. Personally, I would not like that trade. I mean, that's just me. I don't I don't really love that, um, in my opinion. So I I would hope that if you're gonna trade Tooney, you end up getting a two or three for him. This is a bet that's at even money right now. Jake from Jake from State Farm. Um over under pick 61 and a half. So that would be second round pick. Yeah, so, I think uh, I think he's I think he's definitely a second round pick. Yeah, I think Fromm is a second round pick. There's been rumors, and I know that Jordan Rodden, who's been pretty good about his draft stuff, um, usually uh, about finding guys who have more value per se than is perceived in the media and whatever. That Rodden thinks that you know that uh, Fromm is a guy who's going to go early, and. Or earlier than what we perceive. So to me, Fromm is more of an under guy. And I think that his over under, you know, I would know where I have it. I think I have 67 and a half right now. I would lean under. I just, I I don't think it's a bad bet. I, I really don't. I just, the one thing that does scare me is again, quarterbacks in the second round 
don't have a lot of value in that round until the end of the round. Because if you're going to reach for a guy, you want to reach in the first round with an extra year of control rather than the second round. So that is the only thing I will say is that there's sometimes those quarterbacks end up going, you know, late second round. And sorry, it's got a my neck is tensing up here. So just trying to stretch it out a little bit. But yeah, I think that that's probably, you know, if you're looking from under late second round, that's not a bad bet to make, I don't think. ACC players to go in the first round over three and a half. So, off, all right. So, ACC, so Clemson, right? I think Clemson. Yep, so, you got, Bet- so you, got, you got Becton, you got Isaiah Simmons, are, you know, two guys that, you know, you're going to have. T. Higgins is, you know, a potential uh, guy there. I, I, have, I, have him out, I have him out of the first round. I'm sorry. He's not in the yeah, first me, round. Me, me too. There's been a lot of injury concerns about T. Higgins. And uh, Evan Lazar, um, again, has also been on top of Higgins, probably being an out-of-the-first-round guy, which makes sense to me. I'm going uh, under three-and-a-half ACC players. And, again, that's, that's juicy. But I think the ACC has – some rack, some real talent this year. And I think you're going to see it reflect um, in the draft. Absolutely. All right, then I'm uh, scrolling through some here. Um, Jacob Eason a guy that I wanted to bring up here. Uh, we already mentioned Jake from, um, what did I have Eason? Eason over under 48 and a half. So that means he's definitely a second round pick. Yeah, mid-second, I think that that's going to be, you know, a guy maybe you can see in the mid to late second, 48 and a half is probably a good number. Again, it really depends on how you feel about the player. Do you think teams are going to want to take him early second? Easton's not a guy I've heard a ton about um, pre-draft just in general. I think maybe he's a guy you look maybe a third round grade on, you know, or, or your team likes to take him third round. Um, you know, we've heard some, obviously, the fast risers we've heard from. We've heard Jalen Hurts. So we haven't heard a ton of Eason. I, I, I'd say Eason probably is more of an over than an under bet. All right. And um, sticking with the quarterbacks here, I mentioned from mentioned Eason. Um, and, again, I don't – so DeAndre Swift, we already mentioned the running backs. He's over under 30 and a half. For some reason, I lean over. Well, again, I, I think that what you're better off is you're better off, Joe, and where we're seeing the uh, the total draft day trades here drop heavily uh, across the board right now. They're down to four and a half most places now. Um, I think what you're going to see is, you know, you're better off if you really like Swift instead of taking the 30 and a half and losing that out in the 31st or 32nd. Pay the extra 10 cents, and if you really like him first, you know, first round, pay the yes DeAndre Swift first round. You know, you don't want to miss out on those two picks. And, uh, again, it, it's it's a crapshoot there. Again, personally, I think we see one running back taken first round. All right. Let's uh, go back to see what we have for some questions, and people can certainly uh, chat in. Um, uh, let's see here. Trades over four and a half. I think we kind of got into that one. Yep. We're, we're going over, right? Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going. I, I think you're going to see six, six to seven trades tomorrow. And then we already mentioned uh, running backs taken in the first round. So feel yep. free to continue to uh, send in, um, you know, send in your stuff here. Uh, any uh, anything else, Dan, that you have on your end um, 
I do have a nice little play from DraftKings as well uh, that they sent out to me. Um, and uh, I'll pull that up on my phone here, which we can have a little bit of fun with as well. Um, so we'll do a little rapid fire here. Uh, player drafted first, Tua or Justin Herbert? Um, I will go. I want to say Tua, but for whatever reason, I think it's going to be Herbert. I do. So I'll go with Herbert. Drafted first, C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy? We covered that. I think it's going to be Lamb. Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs? I think Wirfs will ultimately be the first guy taken off the board, but I think you're, again, flipping a penny. Xavier McKinney or Grant Delpit? I I would go McKinney there uh, just because of the versatility. Total draft picks, the SEC or the field? Um, Give me the field. Give me I the think, field, too. I think we'll see. Yeah, I think the field will probably be the better. Uh, like, think about all those random-ass schools. Princeton, fucking, like... I swear, whatever. It's okay, uh, cares. Yeah, no, who cares? Um, think of like all these other schools. Like, the, yeah, field all day long. Utah State, you know, uh, for Jordan Love. I mean, we're we're gonna see a shitload of teams who are, you know, or uh, players, you know, outside the SEC. So yeah, I, I'd say on, I'd say field. Hey, okay, uh, moving on. These are all from DraftKings. If you want to check them out, it's kind of like a, a, a sheet. Most draft picks: LSU or Alabama. Uh, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Alabama. I'd say LSU, um, which is a little bit sharp, which is a little bit uh, juicier. I'd say LSU. I just think that Edward Hilaire has a real chance to be a, a first round running back. So to me, that that you know, that's the guy, the linchpin there, who uh, would put it over. I think for LSU. All right, moving on here. Total quarterbacks drafted in the first round. We mentioned four and a half. You think we think under? I think over is not a bad bet. If you can find it a four, I know there's been some fours out there, which has been surprising. Um, I think that's a I think that's a worth a shot. You know, finding a four is uh, not a bad not a bad chance there. Dan, you look like Pat Matt Patricia. Sure, you've seen that before. I have. I've heard that a few times. Rugs under 13 and a half. Yeah, we talked about rugs. I think he's a guy who's going to fall a little bit, um, a little bit lower. I have him personally at 17 in my mock draft, and that's from via trade. I wouldn't be shocked if he fell into the mid 20s personally. Um, that's me. And to answer the next question from Bob, uh, you know, who is asking is it nuts that the Chargers or, or uh, Dolphins are playing poker and want two at three. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I don't think that two is going to end up being going three. I don't know if he's even going to go top five. I'm, I, I don't know. I think he'll go fifth, um, you know, to whoever that team is. I think the Chargers ultimately take Herbert at six, but it's possible that we don't see any quarterback Burrow top five and two falls out of the top six. Yeah, I, there's something going on there with those two. You know, we're, 
I, again, I, I think the quarterback situation right now is very tough. It almost feels like now Miami wants to trade up for a tackle. Well, who's going to trade up for a quarterback? Who wants to take quarterbacks? And I think this is where we kind of start to get that team that we don't know. We, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a mystery team, as we like to call it. Um, and so the mystery team to me is, uh, I think it's going to end up being the Detroit Lions. I th- then again, no info, just kind of throwing that out there. But they just feel like a team that would, new, you know, needs to shake it up. That Stafford has an expiring contract next year. And, you know, he has not been good. I know he's been hurt a lot, but he has not been great when he's played. I think that that's a real possibility for, you know, a team like the Lions or a team like the Jaguars that we kind of talked about who maybe don't love Minshew to, to, you know, take a quarterback. But I don't know how, you know, how far up they want to reach for that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other one I saw here was Akuda over under four and a half. You're leaning under from what we talked about a little while ago. Well, I, I, I like over because I do think, <clears throat> as we talked about, though, I do think the Lions are going to trade out a three. My personal opinion is the Lions will trade out a three. And if the Lions trade out a three, then I think that we see um, Okuda at five. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to lean over for right now that I like uh, Okuda over right now. All right. And then there's a couple more here. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up with some questions. And then we gotta we gotta do the mock eventually, or at least you know the top. Oh top yeah, let's mock. do let's do a little mock. Uh, All right, Derek Brown draft position, seven and a half. Yeah, Brown is an interesting one. He has been following a lot of places, but there's also teams like the Lions. Once again, who seemingly are linked to everyone who like him. I think Brown ends up being one of the guys who falls out a little bit. Maybe not fall out of the top ten completely, but maybe gets to that nine, ten, eleven range. Um, and then he's just so talented that a team isn't expecting him there and they have to take him at that point and maybe, you know, scrap their first round draft plans. Okay. Um, again, LSU players, somebody already, we already kind of hit on that. Dan likes yeah. it. I like, I like the under, I, I do like the under, but I think it's possible that if you want to take a Hilaire first round pick that you can, you know, hedge it out there. Uh, already locked up. Love it. Over 16 and a half per Dan. I agree. The 20 and a half, I think we already kind of already answered that one, man. Uh, I love yeah, the we did, so it's good, good middle. First uh, defensive player off the board, Akuda. Hmm. We think he goes three at 176. It's juicy. Um, I, I don't think he's the first defensive player off the board because I think Chase Young is the first defensive player off the board. So <clears throat> if that if that if that is, you know, outside Chase Young. Then yes, I think that uh, Kuda will be the first defensive player off the board. Lynn Bowden Jr., who reminds me of Randall Cobb when Cobb was at Kentucky when they ran the Wild Cobb. Kid can do it all. I think he's a third or fourth round pick. I think he uh, might be later. I think he may be uh, a yeah, maybe, yeah. But um, I like him, and if the Pats could pick him up, I yeah, he's di- fucking dynamic. I think um, the Lions to trade the third pick plus one ten. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that the plus one ten um, is not bad, and you can go for the double and and try and play uh, the Lions to pick Jeff Okuda at minus one fifty. So you know, if they trade out and take Okuda at five, bang bang, you know, so that's a, that's a fun little way to play. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know 
play a lot on that. But if you're looking for a little bit of fun, I think that that's a distinct possibility there. Dude, it's so much easier to do the podcast this way, man. No issues, no I agree. nothing, and you know, no, I not at like, all. I, I know that people are going to listen to the podcast. We have loyal listeners, you know what I mean. And this stuff, oh, yeah. I'll go yeah, off. We I'll have the best listeners. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of good to, you know, fire off some questions for us, especially, you know, the fact that everyone's still trying to, you know, everyone's getting settled in, but um, you know, a lot everyone's going bored. On. Everyone's bored. I mean, Dan, <laughs> I, I did, I did four shows today. I know, dude. You, you, you've been pumping out the content. You're a fucking content machine, Joe Murray. And I'm back at 7 a.m. with you. We'll touch on I know. And then I'm back 10 to 2 with Zone Beetle and Hardy. And then I have Bob Sosi, the voice of the Patriots, tomorrow. And then I'm going to watch Kellen. I mean, I'm going to watch Kellen. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna you're gonna be so fucking tired. You're gonna be watching the Cowboys <laughs> to the NFL draft. I believe that. Um, people loving the camo hat. Yes, I represent. Uh, people love the that we're doing it live. So, um, that is good. All right, I'm in my. Let's do the mock draft. All right. Um. So let me just pull mine. I wrote one down. So let me yeah, I, I have one too. I have actually a whole thirty-two mock with trades. Uh, I don't think we Ooh. have to do that. We can just do. Uh, the first portion, and then if we, I guess if we any, if, if you want to keep going, we can. I, I have the whole thing written out with trades. I thought, you know, thought of some fun trade scenarios, uh, yeah. but otherwise, you know, whatever. Okay, so uh, I'm ready to go. I think we both agree it's going to be Burrow, um, number one, and then Chase Young is going to go number two. So I think we, yes, we, we I don't both. think there's any. Um, I think that's it on that. So we got, yep, Chase Young. Oh my God, my computer's yep. slow right now because I got so much going on. Okay, I took you Jeff. Want, want... I took Jeff Akuda three. Okay, so Detroit and uh, Detroit's on the clock at three. I had them trade out um, of three. I had the uh, I had Miami trade up to three and take Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle that we discussed at three. I think there's a real chance that Miami trades up to three tomorrow, and I think there's a real chance that they want an offensive lineman. I think Wirfs is personally the better of the two between Wills and Wirfs, so I'm going with Wirfs. Um, and he has some pretty good odds to go to three. I saw uh, odds of 14 to one earlier, 10 to one earlier, so you can find some good value there. If you uh, think the Finns are going to trade up for an offensive lineman, you can take Wirfs and Wills and probably still make you know a good amount of money there. I have Tristan Wharfs going four to the Giants. So at four, I have the uh, the New York Giants taking Jedrick Wills. Oh, Jedrick Wills, sorry. Um, so that would be uh, you know the the second tackle. I think obviously the Giants don't get their guy in Wharfs. They take uh, Wills, and I think the Giants will still be plenty happy. Best player on the board. Okay, and five, I have Justin Herbert going to the Miami Dolphins. I have the Lions trading down with the Dolphins and taking two attack of Iola um, at quarterback, a little bit of a surprise. So I have two going five to the Dolphins, or sorry, to five to the Lions after they trade with the Dolphins. I just think that the Lions might be a, a quarterback sleeper. And so that's, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. I think the Lions don't have a, maybe, maybe they go Brown. The other chances they they go Brown there. So, or Okuda. Uh, and then six, I have Tua Tonga Vailoa. 
uh, at number apologies. six. Apologies. Deepest, sincerest apologies. I have the Chargers taking Justin Herbert at six, getting their number one target without having the move at all on the board, and they are quite pleased. Uh, seven, Carolina Panthers, Derek Brown from Auburn. I have the Panthers had taking Jeff Okuda falling into their laps. Um, so I have the Panthers taking Okuda. I think that after they lost Bradbury, they need another corner. He is a natural fit there. And the Panthers obviously, um, you know, are need some defense after signing a lot of offensive guys. So they go Jeff Okuda. Eight, I have Arizona Jedrick Wills of Alabama. So I had Wills going earlier to the Giants. I have the Cardinals taking Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. Uh, I think that the Cardinals have really, really loaded up, and I think that Isaiah Simmons is uh, a perfect pick for them. Okay, and then nine, I have Isaiah Simmons going to the Jaguars. I have the Jaguars reaching up a little bit and taking a guy who's been a fast riser in mock drafts, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, um, the corner. I think that Henderson is actually going to end up being a top 10 pick in this draft. I think there are some teams who might actually have him ranked ahead of Okuda, which is uh, crazy, but it's what it sounds like. Okay, and then I have, uh, what do we have here? Uh, Cleveland Browns taking Becton from Louisville. I would love nothing more than the Cleveland Browns to take Becton. That would be literally the perfect scenario for me um, in terms of my draft bets because I have under 10 and a half, over eight and a half, and over nine. So I would love nothing more. But I think Becton is going to be one of the heavy fallers. Um, I have the Browns taking Derek Brown. I don't think they're going to go offensive line there. I think they'll end up trading for a Trent Williams or someone of that ilk in the second round, and you know maybe a Joe Tooney. And I have them taking defensive tackle Derek Brown because he might be a top three pick any other year. Uh, at 11, I have the Jets taking CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. I have the Jets taking Andrew Thomas, um, the offensive lineman. I just think they could go either way here, Joe, a wide receiver or offensive line. So either one. Mm. And at 12, I have the Raiders taking Jerry Judy of Alabama. I have the Raiders taking CeeDee Lamb. Perfect speed guy. They love their speed in Vegas uh, with the Raiders organization. He fits so much of what they like to do. Um, just feels like a perfect fit for them. 13, I have Henry Ruggs from Alabama going to the 49ers. I have the Niners taking Jerry Judy. Um, I do think they'll ultimately go defense here, but I just couldn't find a defensive guy unless it's uh, Kinlaw that I thought that they would take. So, I'm gonna go, or she is on. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go, Judy. Fourteen. I have the Buccaneers taking big offensive tackle Andrew Thomas from Georgia to protect Tom Brady. I have the Eagles trading up to fourteen with Baltimore. Sorry, with uh, with Tampa Bay, and the Eagles take wide receiver Justin Jefferson who they have been very much connected to. I have a feeling that it was the Baltimore, or was uh, Philadelphia who put out the Jerry Judy injury rumors to try and get him to fall, and I think they're trying to get Judy or Jefferson to uh, fall to their area. All right, I have the Denver Broncos taking Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. 
Look at that. You and I both have finally now won that match as I have the Broncos taking Javon Kinlaw as well. Wow. Uh, defensive player. It, makes it, sense. Only, it only took 15 picks. I know. I know. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are going to take C.J. Henderson out of Florida to replace Desmond Trufant. I have the Falcons taking A.J. Terrell. Um, he is a guy who I think is a third quarter, maybe a little bit of a reach for them, but I think that Terrell ultimately ends up being um, a guy who goes higher than most of the media think. I have the 17th pick Dallas Cowboys taking Clavon Chason from LSU, adding to Leighton Vandebosch and Jalen Smith. I think this is where you can see a trade. We've heard, and we heard a little while ago, that Kansas City really liked Henry Ruggs. Well, I think that this is the perfect spot for KC to trade up. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to trade up here and take Ruggs at 17. Dallas trades back. They don't have a ton of draft picks this year, and so I think it's a good spot for them to trade back. Kansas City moves way the hell up. Okay, 18, who's that? The Dolphins? Miami Dolphins, yep. I have Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. I'm thinking about this. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Now you add him to the mix with Rashad Jones? uh, Because Rashad Jones left. So I think McKinney's the guy in Miami. I think if, if Miami wants to take a safety, they should trade down there. I have them taking Jordan Love. Um, if you're not going to take Tua and you're not going to take Herbert, I think you might want to take a quarterback. Love falls to 18, falls into your lap if you're Miami. I think that would be a good spot for him. And I would love that because I think Love is going to suck at the next level, unfortunately. But that's, mm-hmm. another, that's another day. I have the Raiders next pick. A.J. Terrell, defensive back from Clemson. They need secondary help. And I think he's the guy. They definitely need secondary help. They also need linebacking help. The Raiders need everything. I have them taking Patrick Queen out of LSU. Again, I, I, I think that he's kind of a guy who does a lot of a lot of stuff. And the Raiders, hell, need that ever since they've traded Max. So Queen, to me, feels like a natural middle linebacking fit there. Number 20, Jacksonville Jaguars. I have... Trevon Diggs from Alabama. I have the Jaguars taking Makai Becton, and yes, I have Becton falling to 20. I think he is going to be a guy who falls real far, um, and uh, I think that he is going to be, you know, one of the guys that, you know, people have said fail drug tests, whatever. I think he falls far tomorrow. So, so many wide receivers went off the board. The Eagles stayed put. And they select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that that is a legitimate possibility. I have the Bucks at 21 after they traded the Eagles, traded up to 14 to pick Justin Jefferson, Joe. Um, so we both have the Eagles picking Justin Jefferson. I just have them trading up for it. I have the Bucks taking offensive lineman Ezra Cleveland, um, who is maybe not one of the higher or known you know, offensive linemen, but I think that uh, – He's a guy that Tom Brady can like to play behind very much. 22, I have the Minnesota Vikings selecting Jeff Gladney, defensive back from TCU. We know that Xavier Rhodes um, has moved on. They need to replace him. I think he's the guy there. I think I like that pick, Joe. I had them taking Clavon Shea's own because I just did not know 
where to put Shiazone. I think Shiazone is actually going to end up going higher. Um, I think he'll probably go in the teens. I just don't know to who and, you know, who's going to take him. But I think that if the Vikings get Shiazone here, that they will absolutely take him. 23, I have the New England Patriots select A.J. Epinesa, uh, edge rusher from Iowa. Of course, the relationship with Kirk Ferentz. They need to replace Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins. Dude's explosive as hell. He can get at the quarterback. He's strong against the run. I think he's a great fit for the Patriots. I have Baltimore trading up to New England. Um, so New England trading down to 28. Baltimore taking Kenneth Murray, the linebacker we discussed out of Oklahoma. I think that is a perfect spot for him. I think he'll be so good in Baltimore. Um, I think Baltimore ends up going running back maybe in the second or third round, but not this early and finds the linebacker that they've been so desiring. 24, and this is where the draft gets a little funny to me, Dan. And this is – I had to do it. New Orleans Saints, Patrick Queen, linebacker of LSU. Um, they lost Klein in free agency. They need another linebacker. Why don't you keep him at home and playing in New Orleans? I actually have the Saints going with wide receiver here, Joe. Drew Brees' final year. Time to load up and get him one more guy who can go out there. I have them taking wide receiver Denzel Mims, one of your faves. Mm. So at 25, I have the Vikings, and you're not going to like this, but T. Higgins from Clemson, and, and the reason for that is he's a true outside receiver, and I just think that he's the good fit there for them at receiver. I think the wide receiver class is so deep. I think the Vikings can wait to the second round to take a wide receiver. I have them taking offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz, who, again, we've heard has kind of been mocked, you know, early second, late first. I think, again, he'll probably be right around that mid to late 20 spot. So 26, I have Miami taking DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia. Uh, Dolphins right now, I just think he could be like that dynamic runner um, for them. They have, uh, was it was it Jordan Howard that they have um, this year? So I'm going with DeAndre Swift at 26. I have the Dolphins taking Josh Jones. I have them trading Tristan Wirfs at front, and I have them taking Josh Jones um, in the back. I actually think that this is a pick that Miami probably ends up trading down for. Um, but I just, I, you know, I just thought that this was uh, a good pick. You get a couple of offensive linemen. You can start one, sit one, and kind of rotate. At least you know you're going to get most likely one good offensive lineman out of the draft. Seattle Seahawks at 27. I'm going Yator Gross Matos from Penn State. They probably won't re-sign Devion Clowney, Zeke Ansa. Of course, as a free agent, they need another edge guy. Why not get him from Penn State? I have the Seahawks trading down to 30 and the Green Bay Packers coming up and taking Austin Jackson, the other offensive tackle. I think we're going to see a shitload of offensive linemen in this draft um, in this first round. I have Wirfs, Wills, Thomas, uh, Becton, Ruiz, Jones, and Jackson. I think I see seven offensive linemen. I think we're potentially to see eight. I think we're going to see a lot of offensive linemen go in the draft. 28, perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens. Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. 
Interesting that you and I both had Kenneth Murray going to the Ravens as well. I have the Patriots here taking Xavier McKinney. Uh, he does, again, I think the Patriots ultimately trade back here um, because they traded that blind Baltimore trading up to 23 to take Murray. So uh, Pats get the 28th pick. I ultimately think they probably trade back again, but I had Xavier McKinney. Listen, he does everything. He plays literally every position in the secondary. We know how much Belichick values that. We saw that with McCourty a couple of years ago when he started a corner move, the safety to me. This is a great pick for uh, the Patriots. You know, I, I don't love Xavier McKinney as the top safety in the board, but he does everything they want, provides versatility. Perfect for him. Tennessee Titans at 29. I have Zach Bond from Wisconsin. He's an edge linebacker. They they uh, but they get Vic Beasley. You want to add to the other side there? I like what Zach Bond can do from a Wisconsin team that was very good last year. And I think he's a good Mike Vrabel prototype. So I'm going Zach Bond at Wisconsin at 29. We had a question earlier about the Titans, whether or not they would take a corner. Well, guess what? I have the Titans taking Jeff Gladney out of TCU at 29. They do need a corner. Lost Logan Ryan. They need someone to replace that. To me, Gladney is a really good fit there. Anyways, for Vrabel's system, he slides right in right at 29. The Green Bay Packers are at 30. They lose Brian Balaga. Um, and their offensive line struggled last year. Give me Josh Jones tackle from Houston. I had Green Bay trading up because the tackles, there was kind of a run on tackles there. So I have Seattle at 30 here. I have them picking Josh Uche, uh, the, the, the defensive end. Uh, just so you know, Seattle has not made their original selection in six years. They've traded out six years in a row. So to me, this feels like a potential play. If you're looking for maybe something, maybe Seattle not to pick at 27, which mm -hmm. is minus 140 right now. Um, I'm uh, you know, trying to trade down, maybe get Josh Uche. Well, again, I think we both agree they need some outside linebacking help. Okay, uh, 49ers on the, on the clock again at 31. Uh, because they lost to Forrest Buckner, why don't they go out and get another defensive tackle, Ross uh, Blacklock, from TCU at 31? I have the Dolphins trading up to 31 and taking uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I, you know, you've gotten now two tackles and you got a quarterback. Fill it all out and complete it. Bring the running back in. Um, I, I do think the Dolphins are eventually going to need a running back badly. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, at 30. And I have uh, 32, the Kansas City Chiefs selecting the big center from Michigan's Cesar Ruiz. They need to protect the quarterback there. Um, he's really good in pass protection and uh, did pretty good in run schemes last year for Michigan. He's probably the best center in the draft, and I have him going to Kansas City. It's not sexy, but it's what they need. Yeah, I had Kansas City trading up for Henry Ruggs. So this is actually, this pick is that one by the Cowboys. I have them taking Joe's guy, A.J. Espenza um, from Iowa, the outside linebacker. Again, we we both agree that the Cowboys need some outside linebacking help. I just think they're going to trade back to get it. And uh, that is who I have as my mock draft. And just so you know, I had Antonio Winfield going in the second round to the Panthers. I have LaVisca Chenault going to the Dolphins. Uh, at 39, and Grant Delpit going to the Browns. I'm just trying to see what else I had because I was just I was doing a mock, and then Jordan Love is going to go to the Colts at 44. 
J.K. Dobbins goes to the Bucks. Um, Denzel Mims goes second round to the Denver Broncos. And I, I guess there are some rumors coming out that uh, the Dolphins are showing interest in Joe Tooney. I mean, we, we've kind of we have heard that all day. I don't know if you know there's anything that's actually happening there. If that's just a rumor, I would just say that um, you know. Tooney feels a guy. Like, Tooney feels like a guy to me that if Miami is going to take Tooney or trade for Tooney, that they're only going to give up, you know, a second or third round pick. That's not going to be a first round value, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to see where I had uh, the other quarterbacks. Uh, oh, I had Cam Akers going to the Chargers. Uh, what else did I have here that was worth anything? Oh, right, Jalen Hurts going to the Raiders at pick eighty. That's not a uh, a terrible pick, honestly. They they need they need a quarterback, dude. I mean, I just don't think that they're satisfied with Derek Carr. So we'll see on that one. I don't know. I I don't love uh, I don't love the quarterbacking situation with Carr and Mariota in uh, in Vegas. Mm. So. And, Joe, uh, who did you have? Who do you have Jake Fromm going to? And that's what I'm looking for. So. Um, I had Eason going to the Saints, and then uh, I had Cole Komet going to the Bears early. KJ Hill going to the Patriots. Wicked Patriots guy. Who'd you have as a pitch going to the Patriots? KJ Hill. Gotcha. I do like All right. I did like a three round draft. Well, yeah, so I, don't, yeah. I don't have uh, I don't have from until the third round. Interesting. I think I'll go earlier than that. Um, let me ask you: Is there any bets? And I know people are going to be asking this. You know, obviously, people want to know what are your plays, what are you betting? Um, personally, I you know I I want to let everyone know that I I bet a lot of scalps, meaning I have multiple books that have multiple lines. So, for instance, if I have uh, Isaiah Simmons over six and a half plus one thirty five on one book, and and Isaiah Simmons under plus one fifty on another book, I'm going to take that because it's free money, um, and you know it's 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 basically what we call a scalp in the business. So, you know that's that's something that I you know been doing a lot, um, you know, with players. A lot of the plays I have, and I'll give you, you know, guys, my, you know, a lot of my stuff that I have, I, you know, I, I like, um, you know, the first running back field, if you can still find that, because I think Hilaire has a real chance to be the first running back drafted uh, there. Um, you know, not sure what, you know, he's left for the Edwards Hilaire under, but he was at 57 and a half earlier. So I definitely got some of that. I really like that. Uh, the Jordan Love over 15 and a half and under 19 and a half. I have some of that because uh, the under 19 and a half is plus money. I think the under 21 and a half is an even better uh, range, in my opinion. But I just had the uh, Miami Dolphins in the under 19 and a half. So I love that. I think Beckton um, is going to go 10 or later. So I think that that's a possibility as well. And Xavier McKinney. He is definitely out there at uh, 22, 21 and a half. I have the over on that. So, I, you know, I think McKinney is going to be a guy that is not an early safety. Safeties just aren't super valuable in the NFL unless your name is Jamal Adams, Joe. So I just, you know, I, I don't really, really love that. Um, yeah, I mean, here, here are some plays that I, you know, 
some stuff that I do like. Uh, I think Justin Herbert over five and a half at this point is probably a really solid bet. I ultimately, I think Miami think he likes Herbert better, but if her, if Miami is going to train up to three, I think they are going to have to give up five. And in that case, I think that, you know, Herbert probably will not be the pick from the Lions. Um, so I think, you know, Herbert over five and a half is a really, really good bet. I also think um, if you can find an offensive line prop over six or six and a half, I think you have to bet it. This draft is the first round of so many talented offensive linemen early. I think it's really, really good bet there. Um, and also, I think there's there's a few, um, you know, other bets First round trades over four and a half, Joe. Like, I, I I love that bet. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Right right now, I'm on over four and a half trades. I'm on under five and a half wide receivers. And what was the other one? And uh, under five and a half Alabama, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't understand. I think the, I think over four and a half trades to me. There have been five trades almost every single year that um, you know that, that the NFL draft has happened in the first round from the past eight years. I think this year there's guys we talked about teams locking in on specific guys. So um, yeah, Joe, do you want to do anything else, or you as well say anyone have any final questions before you know? It's really, it. I mean, uh, I think we I think we nailed it. You know what's what maybe what's good, Dan is. Um, if we want, there'll be probably bets on like day two, day three. So, yeah, you know, that I'd like to do some, maybe some of that at some point. Um, Saturday, I'm around. So, if we need to do anything on Saturday as well, uh, we can like do that. Right. But yeah, this is going to be the, the most uh, heavily bet NFL draft. And after three, dude, it's all, you know, hell breaks, breaks loose from that. I, I think it's after two. I think it's after two. All yeah, hell sorry, after loose. two. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll give out one more, Joe, that I think is a long shot, but I like. First tight end drafted is Adam Troutman, not Cole Komet. Uh, Troutman, uh, you can still find it. Eight, eight plus 800 plus 850. He just holds a lot of value out there. And Komet is really good, but all it takes is one team to like Troutman a little bit more. I think that that's a really, really close bet. And eight to one odds, I will gladly take that. I have come at first at minus 175. So this was an easy decision for me. But nonetheless, I think that, uh, you know, trapping it as first tight end plus 800 is money. And again, we've talked about Clyde Edwards Lair. I think that he had first running back to be taken, if that's the field or whatever. I think he had, you know, if you can get 14, 15, even 12 to one. You, you got to take a small shot on that. I, I really do believe that. And you can always hedge it with LSU under because he is an LSU guy. So you can always hedge it with LSU under. All right, Dan. Uh, we had plenty of viewers tonight. We were up to like 70 at one point. Uh, we did a 90-minute podcast, essentially, an hour and 26 minutes. We, okay. knocked out, we knocked out our whole first round. We took a ton of questions. We did a show on Twitch as well. Uh, we only got five viewers on Twitch. Yeah, it was our first day on Twitch, though. So that's uh, what it is. We'll have to we'll have to pump that up. Where the fuck are you, Jamelli? Jamelli, pump that shit. Come on. They know where the fuck is it. Um, fuck so that's that. So it's over under nine eight five. The podcast. I'm gonna send this to Dan. 
It will be on Periscope. It will be on Twitter. It's on Twitch as well for anyone. And then uh, maybe I'll pop this on Spotify so uh, people can find the Over Under podcast as well. Um, well, Joe will send me the audio and I will upload it just in case everyone did not know. Our Twitter account was suspended. Um, our over under page. Yeah, Dan got us in trouble because he was lying about his age. Yes, yes. So uh, if Twitter is reviewing that, that will be fixed uh, in the next few days. So don't worry about that. We didn't know we were on Twitch either until today. Yeah, no, it was it was either Twitch or Facebook Live, but you know the Facebook. I, I might just go to Facebook Live going forward because I'd love to get on YouTube at some point, but. Whatever. This is perfect because we don't have to like find a way to fucking record. No, we this is this this is fucking, this is fantastic. I love this, and hopefully the audio quality is good. I mean, you know, boys, tell me if it tell me if it sucks, and we'll uh, we'll deal with that. Yeah, well, man, I, I think good. I think it sounds pretty good. All right, he is at Dan Lifshatz at Dan Lifshatz. <laughs> I'm Joe Murray at Joey Murr. Uh, a couple of programming notes tomorrow morning at seven a.m. We will be on with Toucher and Rich. So I'll probably recap with them. There's some funny prop bets out there, like will it be hacked or anything like that? So how many dogs and cats are yeah, showing? Yeah, that'll be fun. So yeah. we'll we'll nail that down. We'll see what else is going on in the world. But it's a big day for uh, sports betting, and finally everyone can get that itch on uh, what's happening. So for Dan Lefschatz, I am Joe Murray. Tomorrow is the NFL Draft 2021st round. This has been another edition of Over Under 985. Who you got? Catch y'all later.